0: If Saudi Arabia, that before has not always been in favor of human rights, now calls of uh, says that they support the preamble of language, well, how can we um, entertain that in a way that it helps us maintain the language in the operative on human rights? So those are other things that you think about. This is the Gomaluku Podcast. My friends um, good morning, good evening, good afternoon wherever you are Glasgow it's actually past midnight. Um, a little bit tired, got home early. Um, however, um, I did felt the need obviously that to um, to do another round of of the daily debrief uh, by myself not at the cafe venue um, but uh, with a cup of tea and um, out uh, well, i not wearing uh, a suit anymore so that's cool, that's nice um, feels great and um, yeah, I think for the next couple of days um, especially next week, um, there will be an update. that we'll be uh, probably spending nights um, at the UN or at COP26 so um, I'll definitely make use of the, um, yeah, of, of the, of the possibility to, um, yeah, go home early and no, not early. still not early. It's, I did go home at like 10 p.m. So, uh, or 9 p.m. No, yeah, 10 p.m. Um, but it is still nice to, uh, yeah, to have a cup of cu- cup of tea, um, do a debrief and then, um, yeah call it a day uh, because tomorrow obviously is another big day um, at COP26. So COP26 daily debrief. Um basically what I'm going to do is uh, take you through um what has been uh, what I've heard what I've what I've what I've done um, um, that is of a significance um um that yeah might be interesting for indigenous peoples uh, human rights defenders and Um, everyone that has an interest in the COP26 Um, for those of keeping score um, uh, if the day before yesterday um, my time from joining the line towards actually getting into the UN was 75 minutes broke that record yesterday was 65 minutes and Broke the, yesterday's record today um, with 61 minutes, so a little bit over an hour. Um, however, so I hope maybe by the end of COP26 that um, the transit uh, time actually from uh, from joining the line towards actually getting into the UN um, is probably almost you know, maybe five to ten minutes. Um, who knows? Um, I hope that there's um, yeah they're, 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 we keep improving every day and also granted um what i've learned or what i've seen is what the not what i've seen but what i'm definitely gonna try is is tomorrow to go earlier to the un so um yes yesterday or on day three um i went a little bit earlier still was too late so we just it was around nine so probably I had to go to, to the un by 8 a.m um, to uh, yeah, beat the crowd and be able to uh, get into the UN at a normal time because th- this morning, I was just obviously way too late for caucus meeting. Um, starting today, um, every um, every day indigenous people uh, will have their coordination meeting or caucus meeting. Um, starting at nine, um, obviously, I missed it. Um, by the time I got into the UN, uh, got into COP26. Um, the COPs meeting was already, already finished. So, um, n- n- yeah, um, unfortunately, no time to, um, yeah, get a proper update on on other processes. Um, my focus is on Article Six. However, um, there are these people that are focused on the platform. Um, there are these people that are focused on Cornivia, so agriculture. There are these people that are focused. On finance or um, uh, or loss and damage, and I was yeah keen to learn uh, what uh, yeah what the um, um yeah what the yeah what the uh, developments are, um, which I'll get back to in in a little bit. Arco six, um, there were two informal um, consultation sessions, sessions, one in the morning. Um, and, and one in the afternoon. Uh, so um, I basically, right from from the uh, caucus meeting, and which is going to be a um, uh, something that's going, going to be a regular thing. Right from the caucus meeting, you go to the negotiation, or you have to cut the caucus meeting in half, as in, as in like you sit for the first 30 minutes, and then you make your way... Um, to uh, to to the uh, um, to to the negotiation on Article Six uh, to be able to to secure a, a seat depending on which um, meeting room they're using. Um, first negotiation session was in the big plenary room, so lots of space, um, no uh, one uh, uh, guest per or, or one one observer per. Organization, something like that. No, no regulation. You just, just you go in and you take a seat and you, um, yeah, you, you pay attention, right? Because that's what, what you do. As when you go into these into these negotiations, obviously the states are talking, but it's up to you to make sense of it. It's it's up to you to take note um, of everything that's that's being said in a way that it. Uh, um, yeah, of, of things that are of relevance to you. You don't have to you don't have to take notes of every every detail that the state is going to going to um yeah shout into the microphone. However, if your focus is on human rights and rights of indigenous peoples and you have language that you want to see reflect, reflected in the text, you make sure that you um, yeah are aware of or you pay attention to when a state um, yeah, uh, takes the floor and says something about human rights, and you. And the imp- most important part of that is, is what I believe, is, is that you, you listen to it without ego or emotion. Um, you, you take note, and and why I'm saying that because sometimes a state, and uh, which happened today, is that uh, an unexpectedly. Uh, Said something that was, yeah, that could be in favor of of human rights and rights of indigenous peoples. So, um, listening to um, to the see the proposal of the the language improvement that they they want to um, include in the text regarding rights rights of indigenous peoples and human rights, then it's up to you to to look at. All right, well. Maybe if I can flip it, or maybe, or it is an is an opportunity to um, engage in a conversation and ask that person or the representative of the of the country, like what is it about human rights that doesn't work for you? Like those are like questions that you can ask, um, and and, or you should ask actually, because it's all about intelligence. It's all about trying to become smarter in. In, the, in these in these conversations, you want to you want to become smart about the language. You want to become smart about the process, as in you want to know if um, the the deadline, for example, is going to be on Thursday instead of Saturday. Those are things that you want to know, and those are the things that the um, the organizers or the parties do not necessarily advertise. You know, so but they most of the time they are willing to share them in a in a one-on-one meeting or what we call a bilateral. So um, paying attention to 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 what states are saying. Obviously, you have the usual suspects uh, people uh, states that um, you know that they, in the past they've said something about human rights. So, for example. Um, we we went through the text of Article 6, beginning at 6.2, then we went to 6.8, and then we went to 6.4. 6.2 was interesting. Um the EU um it, it it's um the way that I that I read it, um, its support for human rights is was already 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 there, obviously, but it is growing in terms of be more stronger. Be more adamant about the support for for human rights. So it said, for example, that um, in on six point two, the brackets brackets need to be removed around human rights. Brackets are the um, um, indicate that a language piece of language is in the text. However, it is um, eligible to be removed uh, to be deleted. Um, um Australia, for example, um they said that they were they were pleased to see human rights reflected in a text. That's also in, in a development. Um and and in the morning, what was the how should I say the unexpected, maybe not surprising but unexpected um contribution to the dialogue was from Saudi Arabia, on behalf of the like minded group. The like minded group is a group of 24 countries, um, including Indonesia, Malaysia, and and Bolivia and and Saudi Arabia, um, and said on behalf of these like minded developing countries um, that the support, um, yeah, the support human rights that's in line with the Paris preamble. Which is a good thing. Oh, they're not comfortable with human rights, but they 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 support um, the 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 wording that is reflected in the Paris Preamble, and they read that entire line, that the paragraph of the preamble out in the uh, in the session itself, which to me is an indication that all right, that's the language that they like. All right, so in my head, I spin it not spin it actually, but, but my, my thought process is, alright, we want the, like you said, the brackets around hum, human rights removed strengthened if, if if possible. So if Saudi Arabia that before has not always been in favor of human rights now calls of uh, says that they support the preamble language, well how can we Um, entertain that in a way that it helps us maintain the language in the operative on human rights. So those are other things that you think about. Um, 6.2 is about accounting of ITMOs or carbon credits. Um, 6.8 is on non-market approaches or or solutions. And Bolivia, um, again, in a very adamant statement, said that it needs a stronger non-market mechanism. And that they've been saying that for the past days, and it's likely that they're going to to keep re- repeating that for the next couple of days. And it is, which made me um, think about um, something that, I can't remember who this, who said, but it was um, that in all action, in all climate action, human rights needs to be a safeguard. And what I realized was under 6.2 and under 6.4, there was a human rights um, um yeah, reference, but not under 6.8 or 6.8 on non-market solutions. So um, what you what I did was to check in with the experts on the, the human rights constituent uh, the other constituencies, um, um environmental NGOs, and like, hey, six eight, um I'd like to suggest a line on human rights that is broad um, and that it's sort of applies under everything that falls under 6.8 and then you yeah and and then you you talk about it and then um, you you provide you provide arguments uh, and and there are also other suggestions and then also and then um, at some point or not long after that, uh, we came to an agreement. Yeah, maybe under 6.8, on our article so-and-so, uh, we should um, uh, uh, suggest or propose language that includes the protection of human rights and the rights of indigenous peoples. So those, I think that, that was in the morning and then in, what the chair did was to adjourn the meeting towards the afternoon um, um, and, and then continue with 6.4. Um, and by, by that time it was already like uh, um, one-ish and right, that, right after that I had a meeting with the, um, the subset chair or the SB chairs. So. The, the conference of parties, the COP, COP26, has two subsidiary bodies. The one is on a subsidiary body on um implementation, and there's one subsidiary body on uh scientific and technical advice. And those two bodies have a co-chair. And these co-chairs they uh, of these, these chairs they um yeah they organize a meeting. Um and which was facilitated by Brig Graham the co-chair of the indigenous caucus um yeah, in, in to yeah to to reflect on on the developments so far and also to answer some questions that that may arise but uh, may arise um environmental NGOs or the yeah the angle what we call do we call them asked obviously what well, what do you expect from 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 human rights in 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 uh, in Article six, and uh, what can we expect, and and how can we make sure that it stays in, and um, in these peoples, our constituency as well. How can we um, elevate this this the consultative and participatory status of indigenous peoples as sovereign peoples um, outside of the the platform, but at a higher level, so that they actually can participate. Um, in its own capacity, um, the answers that that the chairs gave were not surprising to me, uh, but they were like yeah, very broad. And 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 they said on Article Six, the 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 chair said, um, "Well, uh, it is my role is to seek consensus, is to facilitate the process." Um, and the SBI chair said. Can't remember what she said, but it, um, I can imagine that 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 the the, that the indigenous representatives that came up with the question were not satisfied by it, and it's it is a very yeah it's it's an answer that it's an answer, but again, it's also a non-answer because you just repeat the question, or um, in in other words, in in the affirmative, and then you know, and then you know and then that runs into. The clock runs to two and you know that at 2 30 the next session starts the next negotiation round on article 6 starts what so you, you you have a little bit of time so you do know that things might run in into it later in the evening so you you get a recruit bite um, you sit down and you and you and you reflect with 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 your colleagues all right what what has happened on S62 what has happened on 68 um, what has happened in the in the, in the uh, meeting with the co- with the chairs of sub and SBI, and those are the things that um, yeah you try to reflect and you try to make sense of it and see how it all will affect the not only the session on 6.4 but also the session that will occur in the coming days um 64 is interesting because it that's on the sustainable development mechanism art that's the to-be-created sustainable development mechanism. Um, all right, human rights references in 6.2, human rights references in 6.4. Um, if you recall that from an in indigenous point of view, we have three key asks that need to be mainstreamed into um, Article 6. One is um, environmental and human rights safeguards. Um, Two is the full and effective, direct, and meaningful participation of indigenous peoples in in all activities, including activity design. And the third is a grievance mechanism, an independent grievance mechanism. The last one falls under 6.8. 6.8 is a simple development mechanism, and it has some references to human rights. Um, First of all, it says that that this um, superior body needs to um, uh, consider um, yeah, the human rights and the rights of indigenous peoples. Then under activity design, it says that um, it needs to consult with indigenous peoples. And then there's further down, further down that article, there's a reference to a Greece that, that um, um, for example, indigenous peoples, they can go to this um, superior body um, for grievances. Alright, at first glance sounds fine, but if you look closer you see that there are some um, uh, some things, elements missing. For example, um, participation, so there's the second point, uh, participation of indigenous peoples in these activity design. What is required for these peoples that is not just participation or consultation. What is important is fee, prior and informed consent. Um, so, quote unquote, nothing about us without us. So we need to be at the table, not just to be considered, but actually that we uh, provide our consent or withhold our consent. Um, so that language needed to be added uh, on on the grievance mechanism, for example. Um, that is something that we, we, like, if you think about it, if the su- Supreme body has to um, okay or has to um, go through all these activities that is going to be created, that are going to be suggested, and it can be hundreds, if not thousands of activities so they have to filter through that and approve or or disapprove those activities. How in the world are they able to also perform the grievance mechanism of it? Because that's just, how do they see it? How do they see that as parties, as states? How do they see um, the supreme body do exactly that? Um, so in our view, it is much better to have a Independent grievance mechanism, so it's not by the supreme body uh, or superior body, but by a different entity. So that particular language would um, strike out of uh, or not. So our proposal is to delete the reference to superior body as for the grievance mechanism, but replaced by independent mechanism, uh, independent grievance mechanism, and then add another. Um, um, paragraph to it, underneath it, like a BIS paragraph, calling for the establishment of the independent grievance mechanism, so that it's, it's so you have things covered in activity design and all the activities that you have, things covered a safeguard on the front end and at the back end, so ethic on the front end and the grievance mechanism on the back end, and it's all uh, 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 the rationale, the protective layer, of human rights and the rights of indigenous peoples at the uh, at the beginning and that is where the um the inclusion of the um yeah human rights and rights of indigenous peoples is bracketed unfortunately but it, it is in there what's interesting is that then you heard um well sorry that's not what's interesting what's interesting is is that That particular session was held in two different rooms. One in meeting room five, which was only for parties, and meeting room seven was for observers and and, um, that wanted to watch the the negotiations. The problem was, it was already full before the meeting even started, so I couldn't get in. And it was like, one in, uh, one out, and then someone else could walk in. Um, So I had to wait. Um, But you could see that nobody is one want, wants to leave. So I went to the office and tried to work on some other things. And then, luckily, uh, Miriam she sent me a text like, "Hey, people are leaving, and the meeting is not until five, but until 640, 6.45. 45 So then I ran back, sat in, um, and just as I arrived somewhere else, someone left. I could go in. Then I heard the some interesting development in terms of. Um, remarks uh, in the negotiations. New Zealand obviously uh, was a, um, um, lends its support for human rights. Um, India was interesting, said, well, we respect, respect for human rights is okay, but it asks whether it is relevant in the work of article 6 and requested for the deletion of references to to, 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 to some reference of human rights. Um, what was interesting was Antigua, Antigua and Barbados, um, wanting to, no, she didn't want. any. I think what struck us the most as indigenous peoples is that a authentic reflection on human rights and the rights of indigenous peoples came forward. Um, in its own national capacity, Antigua said that. And these peoples may, may also want to participate in the market and uh, which can include benefit sharing. And that's something, that's something that I've been, been told by several Indigenous peoples. There's a lot of Indigenous peoples that see this market mechanism as a false solution. But there are also Indigenous peoples that see this as an opportunity. Now, for me, um, it is important to be like, Almost unemotional about either or. It is important to build in those safeguards um, so that the the pros, those that are pro, and those that are con. Um, that yeah, that there's there's this baseline, right? Um, that went uh, that went through my mind when the the um, representative of Antigua, um, yeah, took the floor. And, and share that this that that is also that they're also looking at the CD, the access of benefits sharing. Maybe there's something, some elements in there that that uh, can help them in the development of this market mechanism that Indian peoples can also participate in. Um interesting development and I think as Indian peoples with a lot of experts on CBD right now um, at COP, it could be an, an opportunity for us to, uh, yeah, to help um, not just Antigua, but other Indian, uh, other parties in terms of this access and benefit sharing. Ecuador was interesting as well, um, calling for a clear ref- uh, reflection to, of reference to the protection of human rights and rights of indigenous peoples, uh, but not just in 6.4, but also in 6.2 and in 6.8. So, like, having human rights safeguards all across the board. And then Solomon Islands. um, And I've listened to Ian Fry for many years. Um, Very capable, eloquent, knowledgeable. I was surprised by his remark on behalf of Solomon Islands in a good way. Saying that we want to, and I'm paraphrasing human rights and rights of Indigenous peoples is important, um, but not just for access and benefit sharing. But more importantly, because we don't want to repeat the experiences uh, that Indigenous peoples had being evicted from from their lands under the CDM, which is the Clean Development Mechanism under the under the Nagoya Protocol. So, strong language, like adamant, um, which is, um, yeah, which we all welcomed. So, so some positive so, sounds from, from states on language. Now, should we um, celebrate? Be, I think we should be cautiously optimistic. Um, we do now. There's still a long way to go. Um, there are two potential scenarios. One, states are creating brockoning chips, the human rights and rights of many peoples can become a broccoli chip. Um, We've seen that in Paris. Um, We wanted human rights in Article 2. It was deleted. And in in exchange for that, as a, I'm sorry, uh, we received the 135, paragraph 135, the platform. Wanting to prevent that from happening again, need to be careful um, about that, as in making sure that all these proposals or the remarks around human rights and right, rights of Indigenous peoples all add up to maintaining language on uh, on, um, on human rights and rights of Indigenous peoples. Second scenario is, which also is, can be a, scenar- a, a, um, a likely scenario, is that um human rights and rights of these peoples compared to all the other sticky points within article six is peanuts. You know, um, um under 6.2, uh, um there, there are several things that, that need to be discussed. Either under 6.8, there's there's so many options, option A, option B, that there is just so many options that 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 they're being debated. Um, six4 obviously as well. Um, so a likely scenario is, all right, we know that human rights and rights and peoples is an quote unquote easy uh, um, problem to deal with in terms of an e- the solution is easy of easier than a solution to towards double counting uh, and all the other things. Um, so let's do these first and build momentum, like positive momentum towards the bigger issues. Um that's like that's the likely scenario. And we'll end there two to three other scenarios, but I won't bore you with it because I'm already like talking for like uh, I don't know, maybe a half an hour. Um obviously tomorrow we'll continue with a further discussion on. Six two six eight six four and six eight. Um, interesting development that I was not aware of was under the local communities and indigenous peoples platform. Its work plan, new three year work plan is um, is for adoption, and one particular paragraph, uh, paragraph five, um, and I need to read this out because uh, it is. Um, to me, somewhat concerning. Um, do, 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 do. Yeah, here we go. Do, do, right. So, local communities and Indigenous, indigenous people's platform. It's a facilitated work group. Um, it's a new work plan, new three-year work plan, which needs to be negotiated, obviously. Paragraph five, quote, notes that the implementation of the second three-year work plan of the local communities and these people platform does not create any new rights or obligations under international law unquote so that is the um i received this line this line as, as a heads up like hey gazali do you do you know what what happened here and I'm, I'm not engaged i was focusing on article six i'm not focused on 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 uh, on the platform obviously. Um so I asked around, hey, what is who who is who's negotiating on the behalf of indigenous peoples in the work plan negotiations? And is so what is the rationale for us to allow this? Because this particular paragraph that and again I'll repeat it that the implementation does not create any new rights or obligations under international law. I don't know what the intent was, but I do know what the consequence is, And I think this sets a dangerous precedent if you let this include um, stay in to the text. Um, for me, if you look at the function, the three functions of the platform and the reference or the, the, the respect for the, the Declaration on the Rights of Indigenous Peoples, um, which is linked to climate action, it is not linked to words, I don't know, succession or other forms of political ambitions or national aspirations of Indigenous peoples. So the, um, the reference to the Declaration on Rights of Indigenous Peoples if, is primarily focused on the Indigenous Peoples, protecting Indigenous Peoples, and the knowledge, and, and, and the landscape territories, there's resources when it comes to climate action. So this particular paragraph, paragraph 5, is unnecessary. It's not needed. Surely it sends a signal, but... Um, if it needs, if it is a signal towards local communities, then focus it on local communities, but not on indigenous peoples. Um, so so that, that is something that I want to find, find more, learn more about. The, how did this get into it? Because we didn't, since definitely since Marrakech, up until uh, Katowice in two thousand eighteen, we have been. Struggling, well not struggling, but fighting for um, a, a, a a a a facilitated working group um, and a work plan on that um, that elevates Indigenous peoples, but not limits Indigenous peoples, and this new work plan has the an element or includes an element that is limiting to Indigenous peoples. And which is super unnecessary. It's not not you do not need to add a paragraph, paragraph five, in my opinion, um, based on my own uh, uh, my my own uh, interpretation of the language. Um, you don't you don't need it. Um, so I'm I'm keen to learn. Um, um, first of all, who is negotiating on behalf of Indigenous peoples? in the negotiation on the work plan. Second, how did it get in there? Who proposed it? What's it, and what's the rationale? Um I think um that everyone deserves to know. Um that uh did the did a straw poll and that there's, there's a lot of Indian people that are concerned about the inclusion of, the, of this paragraph. Um so there's let me wrap this up now. Um that there's there's a lot has happened in terms of continuous dialogue, continuous discussion, um, Mm. that, um, yeah, that, that, um, now I lost my turn of thought, um, in terms of the further advancement of article six and human rights and rights of indigenous peoples in article six. And also, um, the um, um, yeah, learning how this particular language, this paragraph, uh, when it's the the text, and also like if there's any form of remedy, if can can we can we um, um, uh, yeah, I, I would love to delete it. Uh, if not, can we uh, rephrase it? If not, can we add and remove elements? There are many options on the table, but the most important part, I think, I believe, is that this reference needs to be deleted. Um, it's un- unnecessary, and if it's focused on local communities, for example, because that's what I heard, that's a scholar, but um, th- then f- phrase it differently um, because this, this this doesn't make any sense. Um. So, um, and yeah, so, and, and I'll, Apparently, likely tomorrow, um, I'll hopefully I'll 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 break my own record in, in, of standing in line for 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 COP twenty six. Hopefully, be able to get in time uh, in the caucus for a couple minutes, and yeah, and then obviously go to the to the uh, negotiations in Article six. But I'm also interested in um, having a look if there's this, if there's a negotiation session on on the platform. the work plan i'm keen to yeah maybe step out for a couple minutes and have have, have a look see on what's going on um but i'm also very certain that there are a lot of capable um indigenous peoples representatives that i work with that are also in in the caucus that are also at cop 26 that um, are also interested in how all this um yeah how this came to be in in the work plan um so looking forward to tomorrow <laughs> I won't say it um, so otherwise you won't won't, won't watch tomorrow um, um, I'll hopefully well maybe this is a good format just um, uh, just, just one person um, maybe I don't know I'll, we'll see uh, but definitely I'll come back to you uh, for um, what is it day four of COP26 and daily debrief. I wish you a very um, good night, morning, evening, uh, afternoon, wherever you are, and I wish you um, nothing but the best. I'm going to sleep now um, because I have an amazing mattress, an amazing bed, and I want to (laughs) really capitalize uh, as many hours on it as I can Um, finish my cup of tea and let me know um, if you want me to answer any questions um, um, on whatever that's related to COP26 climate change article 6 Um, it helps me um, also um, yeah understand better what I um, sorry. Let me rephrase that. I have a um, belief. I, th- I I truly believe that if you if you can cannot explain it to six year olds, you don't know what you're talking about. So your questions might help me in terms of better understanding what what the hell am I talking about. So anyway, it's um, almost one a.m. in the morning over here in Glasgow. Hope you're, um, uh, yeah, if you're starting your day, good morning. If you're going to bed as well, good night. My friends, I hope you found some valuable insights in this episode. Um, if so, please feel free to share the podcast with your friends and colleagues who might be interested as well. And also, if you like what's been discussed today, um, make sure to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Anchor, or Stitcher Radio for more great content from the Golden Luka podcast um so yeah uh, thanks again for listening and we'll catch up at the next episode